1: Hello Egg Chasers, this is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously, and we're sat here in the Rugby Dungeon on another beautiful weekend, but with no natural light, only, what, about 10 hours of rugby watching, well, 30 hours of rugby watching between the three of us, myself, Tim, JB right there. Hello. In his Sam Burgess-esque bath vest.
2: Didn't age well, did it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Although Sam Burgess chalked up a win with his new, with his uh, rugby league England colleagues in Denver, was it? Yeah, Very who good. they were yeah. playing overseas Yeah,
3: against New Zealand.
1: That, you see, that worries me, that one. I think, actually, America is a place where Rugby League could really do well. Exactly.
3: The mm. bit that I'm not worried about, though, is that Rugby League cannot organise a pistol up in a brewery, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not too worried about that. I didn't watch the game. Did you watch the game? No, I didn't. And you...
1: f- there's <laughs> Phil right there wearing a Columbia football shirt.
3: Columbia. I'm The dedication to this part, I'm missing my beloved Columbia, who are, <laughs> who are playing right now against Poland.
1: Actually, there 's just one thing I remembered. It would be quite a, quite a good musical way to set the tone for the show, actually. Where is it? It was from last night. Oh, I'm going to find it. I'll, I'll find it and come back to you. We've got loads to talk about, obviously, on this. The end of the June tests, which has been a triumphant series. It's great seeing these three-match series between big rugby nations, isn't it? France it certainly is. France New Zealand, Ireland in Australia and England in South Africa. It's been brilliant.
3: Yeah, and it's, it's actually good that Wales was only a two-match series because they probably got uh, enough out of those two games against Argentina. Yeah, and then for Scotland, who had a magnificent performance against Argentina.
1: Right, here we go. Here's what I've got for you. So you talk about uh, America can't organise a piss-up in a brewery. Here is uh, an American woman doing the New Zealand national anthem in Denver Oh That's the Maori bit <laughs> <laughs> Oh
2: Oh <it's> so bad <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, no. <laughs> oh, pulled it back a bit, Earl. Mm. So that was the Maori mm. bit. She sort of got there by the end of the Maori bit, but... It's, it, anyway, can see it can um, it was dreadful. Ooh. It was dreadful. Uh, it's just... and What has happened this summer to anthems and referees... They've both gone to... Well, well, anthems
3: and pre-match entertainment. The South Africa uh, tribal dancers. Tribal dancers.
1: dancers. That was my favourite bit of the whole weekend.
3: I I couldn't enjoy that because I was so worried they were going to impale themselves on a
1: spear.
3: (laughs) People were laughing. I'm not laughing if that...
2: uh. Tribal dancers was my favourite 90s band, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Usually, I I love the tribal dancers running around with their spears. That's pretty cool. Um, Also, I'm going to have to say, I really am starting to enjoy... The variety in the Australian welcome to country, although the week before last will not be beaten. No. Everyone's got a scolier pint. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the most wholesome message, but I like that. Um, yeah, not, uh, not a great weekend for pre-match rituals. And there's another couple of uh, suspect rever- refereeing
3: decisions as well. Which one's you referring to there? Israel flower. Take your pick. Why, uh, I pick. What's
2: the Israel Flower one?
3: Flower yellow card for... The slightest contact with Peter Romani in the air when he was being lifted by CJ Stander. But CJ Stander didn't have any sort of balance or control and Peter Romani landed on his head. More because of Stander rather than Falau.
2: Uh, I missed that one.
1: Yeah. Mm, Very very pivotal moment it was. I I have sympathy with, um, Australians weren't happy, I have sympathy with the decision at the very end of the game when it looks like Jacob Stockdale may have... Knock the ball forward nah, when the try line was begging, but it, it was inconclusive. So I'm happy with that decision. Yeah. Uh, but the other one was, of course, John Lacy um, doing a, a fantastic NFL offensive lineman blocking <laughs> manoeuvre on, uh, on, uh, on on Baptiste Saran. Saran. Yeah,
2: he is not a confident man. That's what uh, I
3: would say. Well, so I think yeah, he didn't have his best game. I think that was that was such a weird um, situation because even if Lacey was wasn't there. The French French didn't have anyone marking Damien McKenzie no. at 10.
1: There was no so, way Saran was going to tackle McKenzie. He was no, gone. and if he does... Oh, if, I think he would no, well, have. No, the no. problem
3: is, if Saran bolts for McKenzie, then Aaron Smith just shows and goes.
2: Yeah, but you've got a flank on the inside. That would have been a try no matter what happened. Disagree. With Lacey and not only do I dis- disagree strongly, uh, I think this this try tells you all you need to know about Lacey. I mean, he's he's relatively arrogant, and sometimes arrogance is a cover lack of confidence. I'm and happy, think, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, and I actually think he was so worried about that trial not being allowed and him being at, being at fault. They thought, well, I'm going to be at fault there. anyhow. But it's just a, a remarkably arrogant decision. <laughs> uh, and, I, yeah, I'm not sure he quite got to the right place.
3: Well, he didn't get to the right place. It was, place, arrogant. So you it was get, just arrogant. He didn't get there in the right way.
1: Well, a lot, of, a lot of people have come out and said he can't do anything in the laws of the game. There's nothing he can do. Mm, yeah, you haven't but but there is um, there is an outlet for referees to call a scrum for any other reason not not explicitly written in law ah, in the okay. laws. I believe that to be so the case. You, yeah. So you could have just said, "I'm really sorry, guys. I, I apologize. We're gonna have to have another scrum."
2: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I've seen things similar, like um, players bumping into refs and scrums being awarded. So you know, there's no reason not to. Um, just
1: like the confidence to do it. Yeah. And England, well, and the other thing is, it's uh, all the worries are behind us. We're back on track to be world champions. It's <laughs> England, Everything's rosy in the England garden. What were you
3: just saying about arrogance there, JB? Well. Wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all uh, the problems are gone now. It's all solved and everything's hunky-dory.
3: <laughs> um, I don't know where to start with this one. It's certainly not everything is hunky-dory, which I don't really think anyone believes. Um, but I think it will do... Eddie Jones and England, a world of good, just to get the win, even though it wasn't the greatest performance. And it was a, a weakened Springboks team. The errors in this game were just so numerous. Yeah, the conditions did not help whatsoever.
2: I was amazed, actually, how ineffective, uh, what's his name was, South African 8. He had such a good series, such a big physical guy. You'd have thought, in a wet. Yeah. And, and Snaman, Snaman's been an absolute beast for the last two tests. Didn't really see much of him. That, it's a fair point that because
3: they didn't and I, I would so I know you, you uh, don't believe the altitude issues I would genuinely put some of that down to, to altitude I think, like, I think they all don't train at altitude well no some of them do so, not, well, not, yeah, not again, all of them do it's the
1: first time England have won a test match in South Africa in 18 years
2: first win at Newlands ever uh, I mean a, a win's a win you know, you, you've got to be happy with that uh, I do wonder if it's a bit of a dead cat bounce for England though um,
3: I think there's, I think there's some positives, both in terms of individual performances and unit performances, and I think, um, I think some credit has to go to Eddie Jones for making a couple of changes. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought Cipriani coming back, I say coming back, coming back for the first time in ten years, uh, starting to a, a to a starting years. position, yeah, um, was the right call. And I I wouldn't have picked it. I would have stuck with George Ford. That's insane. But he was vindicated for doing that. And I also thought something interesting was... So, the previous two tests, England had really, really struggled when South Africa changed their full front row at once. Yes. England's pack just went backwards immediately. Kitsoff is a ridiculous specimen. Isn't he good?
2: He's so good. He's he's I didn't appreciate him really until this test series. Yeah.
3: And... Thomas Toy, uh, the other the 135 kg tighthead, whatever he is, they didn't in this test, and it, so I thought he was going to counteract it by having a near all Exeter pack because he had, he could have had Hepburn, well Cowandicky Hepburn, Williams, Johnny Hill, and Sam Simmons all slot into that pack, mm. and if there's one thing we know about that Exeter pack is. They can handle just about anyone up front, be it Saracens, Leinster, a pretty much international pack at Leinster, or Montpellier, which is an enormous South African pack. In the end, he didn't actually switch, make the changes at that time, and the pack were holding their own. But he'd given himself the option to go with something that that he knew would work.
2: Yeah, I I think the Cipriani thing. I mean, it sort of highlights the stupidity of the whole situation to start with. Danny Cipriani should have been in that team in the Six Nations. He might have, maybe even before that, even when they were winning. To think you've got to go through five losses to then give the guy a chance in horrible conditions, he puts it onto his left foot when nobody thinks that that move is possible. He puts it onto his wrong foot. If that ball carries on going, it probably dissects the part of the pitch where the dead ball line meets the touchline. So it's an almost perfect kick. He's used... Every ounce of space that he's allowed. And then he's identified the only man on the entire field that can probably make that play and he scores. And you think England have missed that for what reason? Why and for how long? It's ridiculous. So I would say George Ford can do similar things.
3: Similar but not as good. Uh, Well... Not as good. So I would say that that Cipriani performance was certainly... The last time we saw him in a starting role, he was this mercurial, can run it from anywhere, can do Mm. everything. He's not that player anymore. I think Uh, he's better. For the better, yeah. I was going to say for the better because he's far more controlled, um, which is something that I think George Ford can do very, very
2: well. George Ford, at this point in his career, might be a better runner. Might be. I don't know. But no one. uh, And I'd probably add the New Zealand lads to this as well. Actually, maybe not. Let's just stick with northern, with northern hemisphere yeah. players for now. Nobody can pass a ball and pick an option like Danny Cipriani. Nobody, uh, it, and yeah, you know, I think this game just highlighted the you know a certain amount of arrogance in the England camp not to have played him.
1: Well, I don't, I don't, I think we all agree that um, Sippers would have been worth a shot and would have been certainly worth being involved in squads before this summer tour. But I think it's, I think it's o- bl- overblowing his performance to say that. The kick was amazing. It actually, was. Actually, actually, it was a fairly... And the ki- oh. conditions dictated this. It was a fairly ordinary performance. And the vast majority of the tactical kicking and uh, all, of, all of it, I think Ben Young's only passed to Cipriani seven times in the whole match. Is that right? Something like that.
3: Yeah. Because mm. I, I think the, the kick was amazing. I think you're exactly right. He, he, so was, just... he was fairly anonymous besides that. But what he did, he did very well. Absolutely.
1: And deserves credit Yeah, did in the In my mind, very well. that
2: actually that actually makes it even better to think you only have so many oh, no, seriously it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's like the old adage isn't it like a good striker scores yeah. when he's not playing well yeah to yeah. have seven touches goalkeeper
1: who has nothing to do and then makes a
2: yeah. a world class save and that's yeah. sort of how, um, how I see this I'd also say that when England go back has it been a success obviously not because you've lost a test match sorry a test series yeah. they've won the test match at the end which is a, and the last one to win is a pretty good, pretty good one in fairness but how would Dan Robson feel you know how does Jason Woodward feel you know uh, did Lazowski did get any time at all maybe second
1: nope. test he got a bit uh, did he? no no no, no. You know, he, uh, I think he was on the bench no he wasn't on the bench at all
2: I wonder I if it. no yeah uh, I think he was on the bench second test but uh, anyway yeah, the point it, I'm it trying to make is like you know a lot of lads have wasted a lot of their summer going on a test uh, going on a test series, not playing, I think it might have done more damage in it than it has good, actually. Oh, I, d- I definitely don't think
3: that. Because the most important thing... Um, we said it two weeks ago. You boys said it last week. The most important thing is to win. And it's, well, they've it's, lost. It's, it's almost win all. No, just just win,
2: to win that final test match was the most important thing. Yeah, but do you, do you think they still win if, like... Springbok start with Pollard.
1: Hooker, 10 and 15. Three very important positions. Yeah, I mean,
2: I'm, yeah. not, I'm not convinced. I, so I,
3: I'm not convinced either. I think they don't and I think the wet conditions to have Faf and Yantis playing, it's not the conditions you want for those two boys and to, to start um Gallant, who showed some brilliant bits on occasion. Yeah. But also he's nowhere near as experienced. He's way younger, nowhere near his experience as experienced as Willie LaRue. Mm-hmm. I I think you're probably right. If you have the three starters there that South Africa win so again
1: England played the conditions better than South Africa they played the referee better than South Africa and that That's I was particularly pleased w- with they, kept, they were on top of the penalty count this time however all of that is in the context of the game and the conditions dictated the game was considerably slower than the first two tests mm. yeah. and I think basically England don't need Eddie Jones they need to get a um, a shaman as their head coach <laughs> to do rain dances because actually I think they can be a match for anyone when the pace is that so, little I, bit well, slower I
2: tell you who they will not be a, a match for in, in any way shape or form if it's a slow game in uh, in six nations is France I mean France will absolutely leather them Is it on the board yet Huh Is it on the board uh, yet No but the board needs to be updated because of course the board is now incorrect <laughs> Uh, well, it's actually been incorrect twice. It was incorrect once because I was too right, yeah, and it kind of evens out. I'm broadly right, even though I'm ultimately incorrect. <laughs> it's it's, a bit, it's basically a rounding error. It isn't a big deal. So,
1: obviously, Johnny May is a massive plus. Yeah, on this on this series, we've got the wrong May in Downing Street with Johnny May's interest in North Korea. We need to get him as uh, into Downing <laughs> Street, get him sorting out that that part of the world because he's he can do no wrong at the minute. um other areas, Tom Curry had a great series. Brilliant. Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, sell,
2: i tell you what, big winners from this sale shocks.
1: Well, I mean, Faf,
2: Curry. Do Faff, you know, I wrote down yeah.
1: one thing. I said, if Faf was English, would he play in an Eddie Jones side? Not but, even close. Yeah, that's that's one of the things, that's the conclusion I came to as well.
2: Yeah. Um, Which I, is, mean, I mean, he's one of the
1: very few international scrum halves
2: that doesn't spin the ball all the time. I mean, sometimes he'll just throw a custard pie. Like, <laughs> just as long as he gets there, he doesn't care. Uh, he's so unusual. Uh, I think with a player like that, and it did backfire on South Africa because they played Janchees. Now here's an oh, here is a terrible performance. Yeah, day. an unfashionable view. I think Janchees is class. I I think he's class, but he just not su- He didn't suit those conditions. Uh, he didn't suit that game. Yeah, when he's on song, you know, when he's playing well, I think he's he he is a bit of a world beater.
3: But well, the guy did lines to the uh, Super Rugby final. Yeah, didn't. A, he a couple of seasons ago. But I, the,
2: the mistakes he was making as well, they weren't... Oh,
3: there was a couple of Well,
2: mistakes. they weren't bad decisions, were they? They were, like, dropping the ball
1: and yeah. slicing things. And Mis- yeah, some bad so, kicks. So here's one. Uh, Henry Slade and Elliot Daly have had three tests in those positions, which mm-hmm. you could say is a positive. I'm saying it's a positive because I think now we know... Not know. Now we can say... We need... The Slade train needs a replacement bus service for the time being. Yep. Yeah, I'm with that. And... I I just wonder, Elliot Daly at thirteen. I'm, I've been said it for I've said it for a while now. I th- I think it, I think it could well be his best position. Lozowski I know we've got JJ to come back. I know, well, he, if he doesn't fancy Lozowski at all in this series, I think that's... yeah.
2: But I, he needs Eddie Jones, a man with so much pride. His hand needs to be forced, and it was forced with Cipriani. I don't know what the powers were, pa- powers at B had to say about it, but that his hand was definitely forced. Um, the others, uh, so
1: i just. Farrell, well, what's wrong with Farrell? You get Tio back.
2: Yeah, Farrell,
1: a... Tio, Daly, yeah. with Watson at full-back Take your pick on the wings. <laughs> I, I think you're starting to sound like a pretty tidy England backline. But anyway,
2: well, no, 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 no. You're like, okay. So you're wrong, and you're right. You're wrong because England have an incredibly talented backline, powerful, quick, big. They've got, they've got it all. But so close to the World Cup after two years in this system, there shouldn't even be really debates as to who the best, you know, what the best combination is. It should be slowly evolving. I mean, it's fine to say should maybe on the wing or should Watson be on the wing or you know just you know little things like that. Do you know, like with uh, New Zealand now we'll be talking like yeah Barrett's class but maybe Mackenzie needs a bit more you know, small. So, all right, so small bit. Based on what you
1: just said, let me ask a question: Which positions? If we had a, a fifteen in front of us, which positions could you could you write in confidently that they are definitely front runner in their position, a hundred percent? Cast two. like nailed on to be the front run in their position for a World Cup. Four, four, Ben Youngs. Oh, five, and
3: um, back line. Um, oh, oh, are we doing back
1: line or no, full no, team? No, no just a full team. Who would you say is like they are, they are absolutely head and shoulders, the number one in their position, and and almost you could almost pen them in as a starter Ma- in the World Cup? Mako and, and Billy. Mako, Billy, uh, Marrow. Yep, yeah.
3: yep. Yeah. Although Marla had a superb game. Yeah, I like Did, Marla a lot. Had a and he, he played, if he didn't play 80 minutes, he certainly played 78 or 79. He just
2: doesn't, he doesn't get under pressure.
3: Uh, he, He's was, old, he, he was just was very, very, very good busy.
1: He need, his career needed that yeah. performance. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, but, but but but, but yeah Maco, Maro, Billy
3: in the pack. I would say Jamie George, but obviously Dylan Hartley I'm as
1: sure, captain. Yeah. But, and, so, and, and so we can't say that that's a definite. No, no. no. After that, so
2: it's, For me, it's only Farrell. I mean, I think Brown will make the team, but I don't know where.
1: I, Brown,
2: Brown has played very
3: well on the wings and, and but you wouldn't say he's a guaranteed oh, no. penny when, in name when on the team sheet when Watson and Noel come back yep nope and there's a whole season of play so probably Farrell in the backline only And Farrell's definitely starting uh, Depend who else is around him to say which position he's in
1: yeah so four players in the whole England team and I guess picking up on what JB said um, Joe Schmidt would be a lot lot further ahead than that yeah oh but Warren Gatland is probably now a lot a further lot, ahead. Both yeah. are a lot both further. Ahead a lot further. I mean,
2: both those coaches now are thinking which are my best options. Not, wh- not what does my team look like, but how do I fine tune it? And I think Eddie's far away from that. And do you know yeah, what? That I, is a big worry. But, yeah. but 12 months ago, less than
3: 12 months ago, in the Autumn International last year, I'd say he was pretty much there. I, well, with, with, I was with, talking
2: the, about this in the Autumn. I didn't think he was actually. Um, but they certainly seemed a bit more settled. I mean, I, I tell you one thing, which has been far more successful than I thought it was going to be, and it does—you know—it does almost pay me to say it. But I actually think putting Mike Brown on the wing has worked rather well. It, it did, and I think Elliot. Maybe, Daly, maybe not defensively. Uh, Elliot Daly needed it.
3: Um, well, I thought Brown has been defensively solid. There's maybe once or maybe twice where, in that first test, where both of the South African wingers popped up onto his wing, yeah. and he was a little bit caught, but i tell you, one of the best defensive plays, when Jesse Creel broke through, he's got the oh, winger outside yeah. him, oh, Jesse and Creel Brown just, them. by his time, by his time, by his time, reads when Jesse Creel is just releasing it and he's already set off. That was a yes. brilliant, brilliant bit of defensive play. It was, um, but Jesse
2: Creel also butchered that. So um,
3: Greenwood was analysing it on, on Sky, and he said he gave enormous credit to Mike Brown, said he did it perfectly, but also said Jesse Creel, he, he runs... Towards the touchline, yeah. He's he's eating away his winger's face He should have stepped inside, fixed Brown, and then given. Well,
2: not even step inside; just just keep going going straight. Because I think, yeah, not
3: it's not a not a step inside; it's it's drift
2: away from the touchline to create more. Yeah, it's almost like I think Brown gets sold there. Brown's lucky because Jesse Creel runs runs straight, throws a dummy, and just a little bit of movement. He is round him because of the momentum, and that's you know that's what an international player should be doing.
1: Let's take away the conditions. Take away the the fact Yanchez and um, Galant and Chili Boy, greatest named, uh, <laughs> drug street ever. ever. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they, they all played. Take all those things away, and you've got, as you said, uh, guys like Joe Marler, Chris Robshaw. They needed yeah. that match. Um, Danny Cipriani is now a an option. A national um, hero. Elliot, <laughs> Elliot Daly has three international matches back to back at full back under his belt. Um, do you do what, what, what worries me th- though. There's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of pieces of the jigsaw which are there. The jigsaw is far from being completed, yeah. but there are some pieces there. So
2: where this jigsaw is going to fall down ho- horrendously, in, in my opinion is that Eddie might I'm going to even put it he might have come up with a really nifty way to solve a few problems. In England's back three, May's on the one wing, and then the Daly Brown switcheroo, and it might work for him. And you could argue it's taken four games for two international class players to get bedded down in their new positions. Fine. But what happens when they go back to their clubs and Elliot Daly goes back onto the wing, Mike Brown goes back to fullback, and then you're going to have to play him back in those positions again just for him to get used to it. So I, I wonder how or if Eddie is able to make a phone call to wasps or harlequins to get them to revert back to how they were originally playing well cl- club yeah. form is
1: irrelevant according to Eddie um, which is stupid because by the way. it's stupid because uh, you know um, no we don't want Don Armand there uh, but we'll have Nathan Hughes who's woefully unfit and, oh, and smashed Fath- back 10 metres that, Fath- that was amazing yeah. that was my
2: favourite part of the whole of the whole game that yeah. was just incredible he's, he has been desperate Eddie Jones has shown he's
3: been desperate to have a big an enormous number 8 because he's got Billy and Nathan Hughes, neither of whom are fit, who are both enormous. He's got Sam Simmons, who's fit and on form, but very small and like comparatively,
2: certainly compared to those two and the Marlin. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. But, you know, what's the point in having a massive number eight if the smallest player on the field just picks him up and runs back? Really? Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's no, there's no point. exactly. A... Got to exactly. say,
1: Gloucester have got themselves a hell of a player. Moster had an awesome game. And them. Cipriani. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. The big, big winners. I'm, yeah. So yeah, Mustard was good. Uh, I tell you, who wins a lot out of this is Billy Burns because of course Sippers will be away now. <laughs> yeah. He actually gets <laughs> some gets some more game time. <laughs> Just put Billy twelve trees to ten. Yeah, and what are they going to do with Owen
1: Williams? Oh, yeah, fantastic story though. Uh, let the Brits play. Oh, let the Brits play. play. Did you see? Them. Did you see his um, Post-match post match chat? Yeah, that was interesting. He needs to talk to the wife he's going to have a couple of beers and have a chat with people and see what gives so I reckon there might be a South African franchise which will pick him up for the season to take him through to the World Cup because again chilli boy Ralapelli you'd put Brits ahead of him well you would do he has got a job hasn't he with
2: Rupert whatever his name or oh, yeah. Rupert
1: Marks to come back well, well yeah to back. So, no so Yo, there's, two
3: si-
2: there's two sides to this
3: one Marks to come back who is the form hooker in the world or was like yep. yeah yep. um, and Bismarck yeah, as well can come back which is one side. The other side is Scout Britt who's got a job with, with a, what's it, Johan Rupert, something like that. Now, there's no way through you know, Yeah,
2: there's no way that Rupert's holding this job open for him. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's too high paid. Uh, you know, he's got to take it but, now or never. He's also
3: lined up to do a masters uh, at, at, Oxford. at Oxford to play in the varsity match. Just, but he could put that off. Both yeah, those things he, can hold up for one year yeah. to but have yeah, a, a World shot World Cup defer his place. Or two years to have a shot at the World Cup. So I wonder if he'll go back to. Ooh, where do you
2: think he'll go then?
3: Well, be it, could, hell- it could be South Africa. I wonder if there was already a Saracen's offer on the table. Perhaps a slightly lower offer than he was. But look, here's an offer. You can take this or you can go and do. And he probably said at 37 or going on 38, I'll take the alternative. I wonder if that offer would be back on the table. I also wonder, like, at 37, is Super
2: Rugby where you want to be? Because Saracens is nice, isn't it? Yeah,
3: the the miles that you travel playing Super Rugby as well, going to Argentina, to Japan, and to Australia, New Zealand. Exactly,
2: so I was thinking, like, for him, uh, you'd have to go to Sharks or Stormers or someone because they're less travelling, but it's not less travelling. It's Uh, more, maybe. So it could be a massive shot in the arm for for Pro 14 and maybe Cheetahs. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I I suspect any premiership club would want them to take him premiership would be better for him I think yeah because it's just less travel and better quality of life and it, Saracens would be nice Sar- Saracens
1: would work well yeah right before we get into any other games um, just a, a, a not a light interlude an odd interlude have you seen so the premiership's getting oh sorry go on JB
2: yeah sorry uh, one last thing oh, go on. did anyone see Andy Goode's tweet about Owen Farrell did, does anyone, has anyone got anything to say about this so
1: when Cipriani kicked the ball through um, and it was it looked like it was rolling away and out into touch uh, from a distance on the reverse angle of the camera so from behind the dead ball line you can see Owen Farrell sort of turn and start walking away yeah, he, yeah. it
2: still looks like he's, he's telling telling Sippers off to be fair
1: I, I that, can't prove that's that speculation
3: completely yeah that. It's, it's so far away so blurred and half out of shot but he, he looked an- his body language looked annoyed it the way he turned around yeah it did I mean I would you, could, say you could
1: argue England had advantage and he was going to where the penalty spot was there's also another angle where you see him look back around and then celebrate the try so I, I'm tended to say there's nothing to see here yeah and what, what I, I don't mind the observation at all it's quite, it's quite a good spot it's great it's a, spot. it is a good spot it is a very good spot and it's quite interesting i don't understand and i see people do this quite a lot why why directly at danny cipriani and owen farrell in yeah. the tweet yeah
2: Ooh. We,
1: Sh- shares likes something like that yeah i, I don't, don't know because because danny cipriani neither, re- yes. re- replied obviously because that means that danny cipriani and owen farrell's twitter accounts i can't imagine owen farrell particularly looks at his but danny no. cipriani i'm sure does um danny cipriani probably would have seen hundreds of um replies and and likes what's going on here? What's this one about? Oh goody cheers, oh, mate! right. someone's stirring, having a, getting the wooden spoon in and I'm a good old stir um and so Danny cipriani replied saying, There's absolutely nothing we're both we are both delighted we won we're teammates and we've uh, we've been working hard together
2: yeah well uh, i i think I think goody might have spotted something there in fairness to him and it's both understand- i mean it is understandable because of the pressure and all the rest of it. Maybe he, maybe Farrell just got it wrong. I don't, on the other hand, think it is a very good. Um, it's not a good example of how how Farrell is, you know, on the whole. But he might have just got one thing wrong. It did look to me like the body language was negative. It, it did look negative because I, I think he was just
3: frustrated because he thought it wasn't going to be a, yeah, a, as successful as it was. But, that, I think, but I think, J- I think
1: Johnny J- May's utter gas. Yeah. Is,
2: um, Reading anything more into it is, yeah. Is the I only thing really you need to it. read into it is the genius of Danny Cipriani. And Johnny May. And Johnny May, yeah. Johnny May, who and has actually, been super... You know, that was one, as a part which kind of stuck with me, is look at the the contrast between the body language of Farrell and the, ne- the
1: never-say-die attitude of Johnny May. Just for that, one, just for that <laughs> one play. Johnny May, the way he celebrated that try, and also there was earlier in the game, the way he <laughs> yeah. celebrated a penalty. That is amazing. <laughs> amazing. <I> love that. <laughs> <laughs> He's turning yeah. into a
2: bit of a cult figure, is Johnny May. He, <laughs> he is. He brilliant.
1: He is brilliant. But Farrell's post-match chat was fantastic and and actually in this game he led the team brilliantly, took his kicks well, kept on top of the penalty count, chatting to the referee at the right time in the right yeah, way. Yeah, made the right decisions made at the right, right, decisions. right time. So I think what, what we can say is, albeit the conditions were different the South African team was different, I know all those caveats, not getting carried away, but lessons seem to have been learnt.
2: Yeah, I actually felt that um, the other interview, Ben Young's was a poor one particularly considering his attitude last week just went on too just went on too long yeah he did he hung <laughs> around he outstayed yeah. his welcome <laughs> and that's these, rude these, it's these e-
1: players being too giving of their time hanging around thinking they own the joint they need to just answer one question quickly and do one <laughs> Right, right um, Lima Supperwang is going to be coming to the premiership oh no have you seen have you seen his tweet I don't I, want to talk
2: about him
3: I have seen his
1: tweet. I've
2: seen them I think he's an arsehole. Uh I don't want to talk about him <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, we're going to have to mention it. Now you don't have to comment on it. I'll just yeah. say it because yeah, yeah, now man, if just, people yeah, haven't seen it. Just say it. Lima Sopawanga, what? What are you doing? He tweeted on a wonderful weekend of rugby. He took the time to tweet. Makes you think that if Grenfell burned for a few days and never collapsed, how did the Twin Towers collapse because of a fire? <sighs> Lima, no, I mean, I mean, let's, just, let's just Alan Sugar. Sorry, Lima Sopawanga. Let's just put one side. Stop.
2: No, no. Let's yeah. just put to one side that that disgusting tweet. Five thousand people died in the twin towers, and this yep. and this and this idiot think it's, thinks it's a. Lima Le- Le- Supuwanga is a marvelous rugby player, but ultimately his main skills are the fact that he can run fast, pass the ball, and kick it. Yep. I think this is one of the most vile tweets that a professional sports person has tweeted in a long, long time. Five thousand people died in one of the worst te- te- terrorist ter- 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 incidents to happen, what in 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 the Western world and he thinks that that that, that, that is appropriate. Well, he's well, an absolute let's, disgrace. Let's yeah,
1: no, I don't disagree that it was a stupid disgrace. thing to do, but I, I would draw back from that. Let's be charitable to the guy and and think he's not he's not he's not outwardly He is, he's not Disrespecting awesome. people that died in that tweet, he's just
2: The implication is there that somebody pulled down the Twin Towers, which is a disgraceful and disgusting thing th- th- thing uh, thing to say no matter which way you cut it. Uh, the, the guy's obviously got a bit of a screw loose. I think that's uh, more than enough time
3: to, yes. give, to give that. I, th- think to that's, I
1: think that's going over the top, but yes. All right, fine. Um, let's talk about the the big positive. Well, there's lots of big positives this summer, but Ireland, a first-ever ta- series win in Australia. Yeah. The, this this team are the real deal. They're, are they ever going to have a better chance to win a World Cup? If I bet they wish it could come this September, not next September. Who, good, Ireland? Good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually think they're in exactly the right place for World Cup because, as good as they are, and they are very very good, like they just need a little bit more bedding down for their younger players. Carberry needs more more time. Stockdale maybe just one more Six Nations, uh, and also what what's, what, what's the other kid Lama. You know, I think they're in a, they're, they're building perfectly. But a couple of their
3: most experienced and most important players, uh, Sexton and Carney another 12 months another 12 months of playing in in Europe uh, for Ireland
1: but playing in the Irish provincial system with the IRFU involved means as we saw Connor Murray played what six six Leinster matches uh, sorry Munster matches matches, six or seven Mm. the whole season it's
3: in the Pro 14 yeah Yeah. yeah maybe it is maybe they are getting there in the right time but regardless of whether it would be this autumn or next autumn they're in a very good place they've got they've got depth in multiple positions even though they probably know their starters in multiple positions Uh, and they've they've just got options and they've got guys who are getting experience of uh, winning Pro 14 titles winning uh, European Champions Cup soon to be called Heineken Cup or Heineken Champions Cup rugby winning six nations three times in five years and successful tours he had a successful tour to South Africa, um, and successful tour to Australia. They're, this is a
2: very, very good island team. I completely agree. Really is. Uh, well, how on just what's the other side of this coin though? What about Australia? Mm. Well,
1: Australia with Pocock. What? There's uh, right, so much to love about that
2: man. Yeah, he is reaching the. He is reaching the. Um, levels of Richie McCaw now which is anything Pocock does at a breakdown is legal legal. by definition what is legal it's what what Pocock does yeah whatever he he does whatever he's
3: doing right that second regardless of whether he did anything like that previously exactly whatever he's doing at that very second is legal yeah he played well he played very very well he's played well all tour and Australia so they have markedly improved from where they were 12 months ago and yep. part of that is getting the right experienced personnel back um, Pocock being a prime example Bernard Foley Curtly Beal playing well and part of that is some of the young lads younger lads or inexperienced
1: well. lads guys like him
2: yeah Genya coming back although he's obviously out yeah, now obviously out now but yeah but could, let's not underestimate how important Curtly Beal is to this whole shooting match yeah
1: A lot of guys who who are very familiar names in the Australia setup, but who haven't really been either playing well or involved for quite some time have made a big difference. As you say, Pocock, Beal, Genya.
2: Do you think the the trend now is going to be to let all of your players dissipate and just go away somewhere for the two years after the World Cup and then try and bring them back as you build? I think guys
3: later on in their career... Probably yes. I think guys earlier in their career, when they've got less experience, they'll want to keep around the international setup as much as they can.
2: Because the only team not to do that, of course, is New Zealand, who they, keep everyone unless you don't need them. But
1: they have, done, because they they, have done that. Carter had a little sabbatical. Yeah, Car- but the a sabbaticals
3: are very rare. Break. Carter's had two sabbaticals because he had the Perpignan sabbatical. And then he had a complete and break. And then he had a six-month break, which yeah. McCall's and which done McCall did, and Conrad Smith did. And Ben and Smith. Ben Smith. Keno yeah, went to Japan.
2: A sabbatical is different from going to, you know, uh, for instance, Curtly Beale goes to Wasps for a season to pick up God knows how much cash. Yeah. I mean, that's very different, isn't it, to sending um, Dan Carter surfing. Yeah, yeah. The the two are very different. And, but, and, they, and they're New still Zealand. paid, aren't they, by the... And the, the NRFU Ze- or yeah, whatever they're them. called. Yeah, the All Blacks. Whereas yeah. the Australian one is basically go and pay this guy as much money as you can and then we'll have him back. And yeah. Same with South Africa, actually. Yeah, well, yeah, South Africa's probably
3: different again because, like, Bernard Foley had a a deal and um, Pocock had deals to go away for a period of time knowing they were coming back, whereas South Africa, they just leave the country yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. to go and get the mega money indefinitely.
2: I've got a quick question, right? And uh, this, is just, Okay, just have a quick think. You don't need to do, do, do the maths. Who has the most expensive starting International 15 in terms of salaries paid to them by clubs? Ooh. England. So remove their international. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cash. Who has got the most expensive starting 15? I bet it's South Africa, you know. Well, South Africa's France, France would be
3: up there. France would probably all be up there. England Definitely probably up actually. there. South Africa will be a mix because it, de- it depends what uh, currency you're going to convert it to. <laughs> but, <laughs> but all the players playing in South Africa will earn significantly less
2: than their counterparts playing in Europe. That is true, but then some of the guys playing in Europe get paid. I mean, like, mega, mega money. If they've got, the, the, you know, the Bismarck and Kobach, yeah, and you know, Faf is paid an ungodly sum, probably. Um, what's the name? Uh, Vermalen must be on some serious money. Yeah, I mean, actually, he's he's unattached. He's he's now unattached after finishing. Talking about going to the Bulls. Yeah, after finishing with
3: uh, Toulon. Christ, go back to France and make as much money oh, as I was thinking in this. I was thinking in the previous two games, actually less so in this one. I'd love to see Vimalan in the Premiership. Tell
2: you what, Leicester Tigers would, would would be a great landing place for him. Anywhere, <laughs> anywhere, uh, yeah, but, anywhere. Uh,
1: l- let me let me bring us back to Ireland, Australia with another controversial moment. That's uh, that. I don't know what I, you can decide how much you think this is just stupid, and how much you think this is what a lot of people are calling for, which is a sackable offence by a commentator. This is Phil Kearns on Australian TV, is it Fox? It's frustrating when you're trying to attack and you want to push a pass. Yeah.
0: Again, the referee's got to hurry the game up. He he can't just let the Irish slow it down. I've learned
1: them just like Brown's cows.
2: I sorry, I'm confused by this. Why was that clip interrupted by an Irishman? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Pilkers doing a great job and then what was someone just in earshot or? Uh,
1: yeah, so he said fiddly dee, fiddly dee, fiddly dee, potato.
2: Okay, well it's, uh, there it's an
3: unusual thing to say uh, live on TV. I'm not sure it's I'm not sure it's sackable
1: offence, but no. I'm sure I'm sure people will tell you. Potato sackable? No, uh, no. Nope. It's just disrespectful. He, he must just, know. He must know that Tig Furlong has an addiction to potatoes. <laughs> yeah. By the way,
2: they they wrote that. You know, they wrote that in bloody Irish, whatever it is, paper.
1: Irish Independent. Yeah, so fine. <laughs> Neil Francis, whatever he is. <coughs>
2: Excuse <laughs> yeah. me. Bless
1: you. Bless you. Um, so come on then. Um, there were a few talking points in terms of refereeing decisions. Where do you, wh- wh- you stand on the Falao? Uh, he has been cited for another incident, which you, was another kick off. So that there were three kickoffs in the match and Bernard Foley's kickoffs combined with Israel Falau's incredible athleticism is a real weapon. Yeah. It's, it's a real weapon, but three on three occasions Peter Romani came down um oh, either God, on his head or, or on his one. back or on his neck. Yeah, there was, two two of them the ref didn't do anything, one of them he gave Falau One the of them card. looked
2: really nasty.
1: And that's the one he's been sighting for. Right, probably. okay. Well well
2: he was in the air. I mean there is no sighting for me, there's there's nothing that he's done wrong. This is interesting because, as you were talking about Israel Faloum, I think last week or the week before, when Benjamin Faloum went off, there was active talk about law changes. And, well, know,
1: active talk, but or, or some some people on Twitter correct, said, correct. There's a big and, difference.
2: Well, there isn't actually because a lot of these things start with Twitter chat and they do develop in, in do develop in, in something else. Uh, you know, and and one of the and one of the suggestions is banning jumping for the ball.
0: That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: You know, if you looked, at, if you watched a game of rugby 10 years ago and showed them the product that we currently have, you'd think that that is ridiculous too. And I thought well, that's an interesting one because if they did that, the value of people like Israel Folau would just plummet.
3: Yeah. yeah. You know, He's still be, a very good runner, but half of what he does is the aerial stuff.
2: Everyone would be
1: Christian Wade. like. What, what, what must like australia's struggling rugby union wise with audience market share and interest in and in, in, um, advertising money in australia what must australians think when they have rugby league as a massive sport and arl as a massive sport <laughs> yeah. and then they wa- what they must not recognize rugby union now. no nope. now i'm not being that all good old days and everything but like jeez you watch the football world cup and it is embarrassing the, the way that the players behave yeah and um Rugby's so refreshing as a result that it's the, on, the honesty of, of Rugby Union. Yeah, there is... but, but the State of Origin game, did you see any of that?
2: No, but I do watch a lot of Super League.
1: Oh, I've, so I watched <laughs> the State of Origin. Oh, my, the physicality in that game and like, the, the,
2: the... The headshots. The well, blatant headshots.
1: <laughs> the, the honesty, where, or just at least the acceptance that accidents happen and that's part of the game and that's okay. Yeah. If, as long as it's done with, with integrity and you're playing the game honestly. And I th- and I think in this occasion, in those kickoffs, Israel Falao. Some people have said he knew what he was doing and he pulled Peter Armani down. I don't think he did. It's, it's, no, I don't. He's trying to he's trying to grab at the ball because he's in a position to catch the ball. Accidents happen, is the way I look at it. Let the boys play.
2: Yeah, he's in a position to catch. He's in the air as well, so you know, fine by me. But I guess it's the optics, isn't it, of Peter Armani landing on his shoulders and folding in half and all the rest of it. Um,
1: Oh, no, I don't doubt that. I'm not suggesting he, he over... He, and actually, the you, optics... F- it. He, I, I, I expect it did hurt, but you you jump up, you get lifted up, yeah. to, up, to yeah, 10, I mean, up to 10 feet in the air, and someone competes with you, you might... an you accident. Might fall on the an floor. accident
2: might happen. Exactly right, Tim. I, I, I thought when, when you said the honesty, I thought you meant the honesty of players, the way that they can sometimes play up to it, whereas in a game like League, you, you know, they are up onto their feet... If, if, if they're staying down, they are they are hurt. Do you know what I mean? Whereas sometimes in rugby union now we are getting the impression that if you get taken out in the air you're gonna stay down for a little bit longer than yeah.
1: maybe is necessary. That's not what I meant by honesty, but I guess that's another little yeah. subtext there. Yeah.
2: But I th- I think there's starting to become as big a bigger gulf between rugby league and rugby union than there is, than there is between rugby union and, and, and football. it's starting to get that way. I agree.
1: I agree.
3: I agree. Now there has been some interesting developments to the Benjamin Fall incident yeah. that you two discussed last week, and I thought your assessment of it was spot on. Mm-hmm. By the way, um, oh, thank you, Phil. Although I probably was mine more spot on than Tim's. Or well, it? you you were broadly agreed. So oh, what a surprise! On the <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> <laughs> if you both said the same thing, <laughs> I, can't really, I can't really side with one or the other of you. Um, so then, a couple of days after that, there was the. Independent Inquiry. Yeah. Now, the Independent Inquiry muddied the waters way more than either the current decision or the subsequent uh, World Rugby that. statement. So they came and made this big play about determining Benjamin Fall's intent yes. because his eyes were consistently on the ball, which is a very, very
2: dangerous precedent to set, because in my opinion. Because the whole point is your eyes are not supposed to be on the ball that's supposed to be on the man in well, front of you or scanning no, up no that wasn't
3: forth. well that wasn't the way that they were saying it oh they were saying that because his eyes were on the ball he couldn't have intended to do it yes therefore it can't be a foul right but they but also, that's wrong yeah that, so that's wrong because that's that's not stated anywhere in the laws and if you're going to take that approach to anything there are a whole host of red cards including Gerard Payne for Ulster and including Elliot Daly for England against Argentina There'll be dozens, hundreds of yellow cards or red cards for that kind of challenge that would no longer be that. Now, they also, in that statement, mentioned a mitigating factor, which was contact with Anton Linnett-Brown prior to it, which, so the independent statement made those two things. Thinballed
1: him into... Yeah, which
3: happened less than a second before he would have tried to get into the air, which meant he couldn't get into the air, so he hit the legs of Bowdoin Barrett which I think is by far the more important element, and there has been a subsequent World Rugby statement to try and clarify things, even after the, their own panel muddied it. The subsequent statement says it ignores the intent, it ignores whether it was Dilbert, it ignores whether his eyes were on the ball or not, but does state that yeah. because there was con- contact <sighs> with another player that had a consequential effect, it, the, the decision of the panel was correct
1: world rugby have, have created a rod for their back here with adding laws adding laws adding laws yeah. adding laws it's, it, it's it's a big problem
2: there must be a way to write a law which doesn't intersect with legal language and framework which sounds perverse when you say writing a law which doesn't intersect with that's, that a, framework. that's
1: a sentence we shouldn't be saying on a rugby podcast yeah. but that's, that's, this is where yeah. we are
2: but i mean there, there has there has to be I mean, there just has to be. We can't, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. As at Sale one, uh, uh one time.
1: Ding. Ding. <laughs>
2: and it was, I believe it was a Denny Solom- Solomona, um, homophobia thing, right? And Sale now are relatively comfortable with how they defend their players. And for most, for most, uh, disciplinary stuff, they'll just do it, do it themselves. They'll, they'll do it in-house because they know, they know what to do. Yeah. Um, with the Denny Sol- Solomona one, they hired a barrister. Yeah. The reason that they don't do this for every, for every one of their cases is because it costs so much, yeah. so much cash. Now, how much money must be seeping out the game to independent panels? Because they don't do it for free. They don't do it because they just love the game love of the rugby. Game. Think of the one where Sean O'Brien was red carded, maybe, in the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, and it was we had a like a bit of a swinging arm. Yeah, four pages maybe of legal oh, documentation. Four pages? I don't know how it was huge. Twenty pages? Yeah,
3: yeah. The, 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 For swinging arm. These these are way way more than four pages. And these, again, these where
2: is this money coming from? You know, who is it? Who who? Um, we've we got we've we got
1: the richest union in the game laying off a load of people at the moment in the yeah, RFU. Yeah, which
2: by the way, not many people are talking about right. that. Yeah, I mean they are laying off good people in normal jobs like. You know, um, yeah, in the like press team, for instance, or you know, they because of, because they've of overspent
1: on um, on a stadium, and also the coach is on six six hundred k. Well, and the, the, the projected money that they were banking on coming in as actually hasn't materialised. Televised television money, etc. So, um, yeah, so you're right, and it's and it's just the fact is the fact you need twenty pages of documentation by legal professionals indicates that things aren't simple enough.
3: Yes. Yeah. But, but it's it's
1: the I mean the game has changed and yeah. it's and it's more nuanced and the players are more different physical specimens and we now have television angles from every which way. Um we now have another voice, the TMO, which I I, I personally want to get rid of the TMO as a as a voice. They, they yes, you can press play on any any yes, you can press play on a um What's it called? Oh, VCR. On, on a, on a, yeah, on a VT <laughs> yeah. of anything. You can show a replay, Be- show different angles. I don't want to hear your opinion. Leave that to the ref.
3: Yeah. I would agree with that. We, we've spoken Oof. in the past about where the uh, TMO just like hints, yeah. won't, won't make a statement like, I think that's a red card because X, Y, Z. Who was it who said, look at that again? Yeah, I think you should look at the contact again or I think you should look at the angle again. And it's like, well, that is going to at least... Uh, the ref is going to infer from that that he got his initial opinion wrong, mm. so he's going to change his opinion. Whether it is was right or wrong or not. And
1: how many layers do you need? Because you then got a sighting commission, then you've got a panel.
3: Yeah. Ugh. So yeah, there's anyway. some things. I'm I firmly believe we should try and get the correct decision every time, and mm-hmm. that often is not simple to determine in a short space of
2: time. Agreed. But isn't the sim? I mean, but, the way yeah, that I the, deal with it as. A rugby player at lower league, right? And how I would say ninety nine point nine percent of rugby players, not professional, rugby, rugby players deal with it, is if the ref says something, that is the law at that time. Yeah. So maybe that's how they need to go back to looking at this, which is if it if that is the ref's decision, so be it. I mean, the, the, the vast with- majority of rugby games don't actually run on you know decisions from TMOs or even you know touch judges. Problem with that is in the big games everyone in the
3: stadium 20 seconds after a try is scored or a foul is given sees the replay and a million people around the world see the replay why don't we just get well, the replays the halfway the, <laughs> the halfway <laughs> house here. back to the dark age. ages yeah. you see, You're the, ha-
1: the halfway house here and do you know what I've been really impressed with Steve Hansen through the New Zealand France series yep. he's, he's made. he's been talking a lot of sense yep. and he said only because he's winning he said we need to <laughs> he said I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying this but what the heck um I think the TMOs have too much influence. I'm, I'm I'm paraphrasing here. TMOs have too much influence. I want a coach's challenge. We get we get we get we get two challenges a game. If we get one wrong, we lose it. If we if we get it right, we keep it. Yeah. But that that all that, that means it's only the coaches. But then
2: you're adding like I mean the NFL do it, don't they, with their yeah. red flags? Yeah. And that's exactly. fine. But you kind of add another aspect to the game and then you make coaching more important and it is literally like a 16th man then. Um, which is it was never designed to be a well, FIFA. Pre- i
1: prefer it being be michael checker and joe Schmidt um making that call rather than a nondescript person in a shipping container yeah that <laughs> is true yeah
3: or give it the captain like the captain do like you captain doing, is a captain like i like yeah cricket and like yeah captain's ten, a much tennis they idea. can challenge can't they
2: because i don't like the idea what they say in football what fifa used to say about var or what a video assisted uh, yeah, yeah yeah um is that the game at the highest level, will not look like the game at the lowest level. And that was a really good point I, I, I felt that they made, which is we want the game consistent from your Sunday League sport all the way up to the highest level. I could live with the captain saying though, can you re- refer that? I don't think there's yeah. many
1: people still saying that now a week into a Football World Cup. Do you not think?
2: No. Nah. Hmm, maybe not. I mean, so, look, you it swings and roundabouts because a lot of people do like the video ref. I'm not against it. I'm just saying that that might be another way.
3: Yeah, a lot of people don't like, and video ref has another problem in football because football is normally a much much quicker game. Whereas mm. rugby league, rugby union,
2: cricket have much longer. You've breaks. Got a natural break. At yeah, you exist. do. Um, just on Steve Hansen, uh, yeah, it's very easy, isn't it, to be magnanimous when you're winning. <laughs> now, do you remember one of my favourite? So, my two favourite rugby instances of the last couple of years. One was Rob Evans telling the ref, uh, let the French use whichever substitutions they want. We don't care. We don't care. (laughs) And gets pushed over. Um, And the other one was uh, (laughs) um, Kieran Reid, right, coming over to Sam Warburton when the penalty is conceded from Ken Owens, tapping him on the arse and goes, hey, mate, that's rugby. And then then the referee gets the information from the... Uh, from the video ref, he goes, what? <laughs> what? I wish um, I
1: wish Sam Warburton had just turned around and said, hey mate, that's, that's rugby. rugby. Yeah. He's like, no sir, no sir, sir, sir you don't understand, sir, you <laughs> that's rugby. Well there was, there was one, so Johnny Sexton, there was a great moment when he assumed the Irish captaincy in that game and he went up to the ref yeah. and went, I know you hate me but you have to talk to me now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just great. <laughs> uh, but there was, there was two moments which was a little bit different. Like Johnny Sexton, he's such a great player. He's so easy to dislike, Do you as lo- on the field. Uh, like I, I love would lo- Sexton. No, no, no. But I, no, exactly. I would. I think it's how a lot of people feel about Farrell. If you're English, yeah. oh, love him. If you, if you, if you're another nationality, you kind of begrudgingly like him, or you, or you dislike him even. And, and yeah. Johnny Sexton, the the thing was. Um, so with the, um, was there a, I no, was there an Irish player got a yellow card.
3: Uh, um, there was in the yes, previous yes, there was definitely. Test. No, well, there, definitely. No, there was a moment in this test. There was
1: two was in it? the previous test. No, there was a moment in this test when um, Pocock and Sexton were were chatting what? about something. And was, there was it um, Stockdale? Slams to face. It was Stockdale. Yes, Stockers. When Stockers got his yellow card, again not a yellow card I particularly like because well, I tell you what, one incident with the Stockers. Right, Stockers is six foot four, six foot five, big yep. boy, and he was running at a really little fella. Was it Bernard Foley? Yes, it was and did offend last week in the second test england south africa faf de clerk tackled an england player and his head hit the england player's head now you changed the players round and it yeah. wasn't mike brown it was mike brown's head hitting faf de clerk's head causing faf to fly backwards faf has got a bit of a record at then this. then mike brown gets a red card but when it's a little guy nothing happens and i don't and i think it was like this with stockdale again it was the, it was the scrum off. Um, but stockdale Stockdale, um, the the scrum half, does that at fends and it hits Stockdale's head. Oh, Phipps. Nothing happens. I, I don't like this big guy rubbish. It's, I, I, I really dislike Which it. Which
2: is why, I just do it in real time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just so, do it in real time.
1: so anyway, while Stock has got his yellow card, Pocock was stood by the referee, as was the uh, Omani, and, and Pocock looked really disappointed and shook his shook his head and then said to Peter Omani, oh, I'm sorry, mate, I'm really sorry about that, because um, he didn't agree with the yellow card. Fast forward to... Um, Falau's yellow card and Pocock stood there going just shaking his head and Sexton's it go- went yeah <laughs> did a big celebration <laughs> that's fly halves I mean let's go through the fly halves Johnny
2: Sexton yep damn Bigger oh, absolutely God, yeah. Yeah. Finn Russell probably there's a little bit of that, that of that in him yeah a bit of niggle Farrell George Ford's a nice boy. Yeah, George oh, he's Ford's got a, a little
1: nice bit boy. of that terrier about him, hasn't he? He's a nice boy. Uh, he, 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 he's he gets, a nice boy. He gets angry. He can get he gets angry, frustrated. Um, yeah.
2: Cipriani, you know, he's got his detractors. Yeah, he, you yeah. know, uh, the, the nicest fly half by a country mile. The nicest guy is a, is AJ McGinty. You will not find <laughs> a nicer man in rugby than AJ McGinty. <laughs> I think Freddie Burns is excellent. Yeah, Fre- Freddie Burns, Reese, is cool. Priestland, Re- Reese Priestland's a nice, nice guy. boy actually.
3: I like Tran Duke as well. I'm a big fan of uh, Francois Tranduc. Mm. I don't and know of, much about
2: a... the French. I don't know how, I don't know how their attitudes translate. I, I can't
3: quite tell. Was Fr- Francois Trendouc, uh one of the eight in the incident in Edinburgh? I can only assume not. No, I. don't. I've got nothing to talking. back that up, but I, I'm certain he's too much of he's a nice boy. He's facetiming his wife. Yes, he's a nice boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Ireland are so incredibly poised where they are, aren't they? they this yeah. was such a brilliant series. I think the it, the, 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 the aggregate score over three tests was even really Really? that's excellent yeah
3: so I'll tell you what I liked about this so the series the first test you saw the kind of disruption and and domination of Hooper and Pocock Yeah. and Ireland learnt from it in the second test it's something so Joe Schmidt is very good he's very magnanimous in his uh, post-match press conferences and that was one of the, the kind of key takeaways that he had in both the second and the third test they identified when Hooper and Pocock, the guy carrying the ball did the extra bit of work, and then the guy supporting them was that yard closer and hit immediately to blow yeah. away. And it was in not in ones; it was two or They're, three. They guys. are a very
2: interesting machine island, aren't they? How quickly they adapt and learn, and how I mean, whales are actually a bit like this, or they used to be, which is they can implement the new strategy incredibly quickly. Yeah, well, know, whatever that strategy may be. Saracens are.
3: at club level one of the best at identifying Mm. where it's going wrong and if they're losing at half time they very rarely are at full time yeah Um, what was I going to mention
1: about
2: I've forgotten forget it
1: (laughs) (laughs) so well done Ireland on a first ever series victory Um, and they get the Lansdowne Cup yeah what what is the Lansdowne Cup don't know not as coveted as the JB Cup obviously uh, no it it isn't as
2: coveted now actually there is one more thing I I wanted to bring up I know it's not on your list but I'm going to no go on Add it. Um, who in your mind? Who in your mind are England's most um, most played against opponents? I mean, certainly, in my mind, right, it is the Six Nations teams because they play against each other every year. But sure. they only play once per year. Exactly. This is exactly where I'm going. Yeah. So in reality, the teams they play probably the most, or the teams that they really shouldn't, i.e., Australia or in this in you know, this time frame, it's going to be South Africa. I think yeah. Lot. South Africa four times in... Well, four times back-to-back. Yeah. Because they, they, the they're, the first, game, they're the first
3: game in, in autumn as well.
1: Okay, I'm curious how oh, ha- this is going. Hang on. So they played... Oh, they played them in all this autumn. They played play November in, the 3rd. They played them again. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. So they've got these three and then the
3: so, South Africa so in again, 12 right? months they'll have played South Africa five times.
2: Yeah, which is ridiculous, actually. Yeah. I mean, so we always think of the Six Nations teams as the teams that they play the most. Actually, it's not always the case. Yeah, yeah. So I want a tour I want England to tour somewhere else I want them to tour France in the summer <laughs> because I know it sounds stupid but and you take two of the big teams out out the summer tours but they can make it make, they, they can do other things it also gives the tier 2 nations a bit of an opportunity to go to those bigger southern hemisphere stadiums which they don't really do Yeah. but think about how amazing it would be for the, fan, for the England fans to go and watch France uh, go and watch France in England in Paris Lyon Marseille, or Toulouse. I mean, that is that is a real tour. That
3: It's a lot more accessible, certainly, than a 20-hour flight we to South Africa. We would be
1: all over that.
3: I would
2: be all over it, certainly. <laughs> I mean, what a great way to spend your summer holiday. Yeah. And, you know, even better, I mean, or, you know, a, a tour for the... Um, A tour for a single national team would be great. A Lions tour to France would be even better. (laughs) The
1: midweek games. Yeah, poor France. They get left out of all of that, don't they?
2: Clermont. Yeah, they're still
3: playing top 14 at that. Yeah, when the lions is on.
2: Well, they've got the first round In the top 14 just before the last round finishes, the final. <laughs> so you might have to double up. But yeah, I would like to see Eng- England tour France. I don't know if the Many men can make it. Ha- I mean, I mean they should be able to. Well, maybe, it's a phenomenally profitable tour. Maybe we can yeah. maybe we can
1: make it happen if we just abandon tours to Argentina because they don't seem to give a damn.
2: Oh, this is
1: bad, isn't it? Well, I'm just so surprised after the
3: improvement in the fact ha- that the Jaguares Mm-hmm. have been showing this year I expected them to be more than competitive both against both Wales and Scotland and admittedly I only watched the first half of this week's game in which Scotland scored virtually all their points but it wasn't even close it was 37-3 at half time it was just total one way traffic
2: yeah it sort of does put a downer a little bit doesn't it on uh, Wales's victories
3: it does yeah it does question how much we've learnt about Wales's strength and depth and the change up and the the performances. Because Scotland did play very well. Oh, they did, but, we've got to give them credit. Yeah. Scotland do deserve credit. But some of the defensive positioning and attempted tackling
2: by Argentina was well, non existent. Well you've got to ask yourself as well, I mean, if Scotland did this to Argentina, what would the USA do? <laughs> <laughs>
3: USA, who had a, a resounding victory forty two seventeen against Canada. Oh, Canada are in a bad place, though. So. Yeah, Canada are not in a good place.
2: Uh, I mean, they were one of the founding members. W- w- were they original countries in in they, the World, World Cup? They were in the eighty seven World Cup. Yeah, and, uh, I think they've been in most World Cups. Yeah, yeah, they've um, if not all. I right. am going to name name named up here, but twice I've spoken to uh, a certain Jamie Cudmore. Yeah, about the plant, uh, uh, about the plight of Canada, and it's it's overwhelmingly negative
3: for, yeah.
1: uh,
2: uh, from their players.
3: Yeah, the other result this weekend that was quite interesting: Japan Japan played Georgia, then, and
1: comfortably spanked them twenty eight. What? Well,
3: sorry, who won? Who beat who? Japan. Japan beat Georgia. Japan handily beat Georgia. Bloody hell! Yeah. Wow, it's not a result that I was expecting at all.
2: No, me, me neither.
3: Because I thought even if, even if Japan are have got slightly more speed and skill in the backs, just that Georgian pack. The Georgian mean. pack is a match for absolutely anyone. So that that's really encouraging for Japan. If their pack can at least get parity, I've not well, seen any of the game. No, I've
2: not seen the game. But you have got to remember the J- Japanese pack got parity with South Africa. It did. You know, and they have.
1: Uh, conniving little tactics to, to get round all <laughs> this. <laughs> so, I don't know what these, what these tactics are. Just going back to Scotland and, and touching on Wales, I think what Wales did get and what Scotland got from, from this game against Argentina was some confidence in the depth of their squad. Yeah. So Wales have, in some key positions, can can confidently say, yeah, we're, we're actually going to have well a, a squad of 30-odd men going to a Rugby World Cup that we know can do a job. At yeah, I mean, they level. could literally
2: afford for an aircraft to go down on its way to the to the open side flanker conference <laughs> and <laughs> still be able to put out an open side flanker.
1: Completely agree.
3: Well, did you see you played open side flanker for Scotland?
1: Uh, no. Oh, the hooker
3: Fraser Brown. Yeah, oh, did he? Yeah, glad. He, he has played there a little bit before. Uh, That's I,
1: just trolling Argentina, that isn't it? It,
3: it is. But him and uh, McInnally who scored a brilliant try. Yeah. Admittedly, some suspect defending on the Argentine side, but a brilliant finish. They've got two quality
2: hookers there. Yeah, M- Minali, who Who was he exactly before um, Fraser I, Brown got injured? I'm, yeah. Opportunity. It's all about opportunity.
1: And, and there, h- at half-back, you got the, the wee young Horn lad. George Horn. George Horn looks very tidy. And Adam Hastings, three caps to his name, Yeah, looked um, looked class, actually.
3: And... Add that because this is a very inexperienced backline with Nick Grigg, who played well again, bulking through the centre, and Blair Kinghorn, Blair who, Kinghorn, who I like a lot. Yes, he's, he's a good, rangy runner. Uh, saw him a couple of years ago up in Edinburgh against Ulster, playing at fifteen, which is his preferred position. Mm-hmm. He's a very handy young man. So...
1: And he and you, I think you could confidently say, if Maitland or McWiggan. Went down injured, then Kinghorn's worth the place on the bench, and would come in and and slot in and, and and be comfortable. So yeah, and it was it was the chap who played twelve. Uh, it um, was Peter Horn. Peter playing. Horn. P- yeah, Peter and Peter he, and playing. I think he's, he could be the first choice twelve for Scotland now. He he's, he's that balance that he gives them with the kicking game, and the, he's a tough nuggety little fella as well.
3: It depends if you want to go for because he's more of a a ball player. Uh, he's got great hands, or I can't remember the other chap's name, the big um, inside oh, centre,
1: um, not. Um, not Hugh that's the outside centre
3: no not Hugh Jones anyway
1: uh, yes you know who we're talking about apologies <laughs> yeah that sort <of> yeah. guy
3: <laughs> that guy
1: yeah so uh, very positive but as much as it's positive for Wales and Scotland I'm, it, it's just a real shame to see Argentina like that because yeah. well Argentina and do their where they make their stories and where, they, where their legend and their um, the love people have for them comes from is in World Cups
3: it is and it it will be it will be a shame if they don't perform as we know they can uh, although they are in England's group aren't they
1: yeah so are France so,
3: yeah so maybe maybe it's not a bad thing for Argentina to be uh,
2: yeah, a struggling a bit oh, so, we've got fr- so we've got France Argentina, Argentina England Tom- USA, USA Tonga. Tonga what a group that is to be following yeah. if you happen to be in Japan following it <laughs> if you possibly were oh goodness me um, have you booked flights and stuff no can't, can't really, book
3: flights yet what we have we got tickets and that's
2: it tickets yeah we, we're locked in on our Team USA tickets <laughs> mm. I might I've, I've said this before I might go out for the group stages and then go back out again for World Player of the Year so World Player of the Year is straight after the final straight after the final that is going to be one hell of a night I hope <laughs> yeah get accreditation for the final yeah let's we'll we'll see, see what we can do <laughs> Hold mm. on,
1: it's not in Monaco, or is in Monaco?
2: No, so world player of the year is in Japan, in Tokyo. Yeah. So world player of the year this year is in Monaco. Obviously, oh, okay. we'll be going to that. Yeah, world player of the next uh, world player of the year next year is straight after the World Cup final. Ah, so you play the World Cup final, you go and have a few beers. The next day, you get in your tux and you go to world player of the year in Japan. Uh, sorry, in Tokyo. All oh, right. Okay. So I'm going to do the first the first lot then fly out for the next lot I think so yeah it'll be about two weeks afterwards yeah we have to we have to have some serious words with my employer <laughs> mm. if anyone can swing it it'll be me <laughs> well you work well, so hard all to, the rest of the time exactly I can't,
1: I can't make plans on anything because I need to know what the domestic rugby season yeah. looks like in a world cup year oh that's a good point you don't know do you well because the last world cup is when I actually like got <laughs> got an opportunity because all the everyone else was off with ITV so they went, um, I've got a little spot for a reporter here. want to give it a crack, him. Yeah.
2: Oh. Absolutely, I do. Yeah,
1: I, yeah. I did not. All right. So,
2: <laughs> was the second. So, we had a very good walk at final. We went to Bath and watched Bath versus Harlequins. Is that the second round or first round of the Premiership? Yeah, first few rounds of the
3: Premiership where Harlequins hammered Bath. Yeah, I, I was a great day. When out.
1: you were trolling Dave Ward. Yeah, <laughs> poor yeah. Dave Ward. I <laughs> do apologise for that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, Bath, Bath. If you want to go on a, like a little rugby tour to watch rugby on TVs in a different town, go to Bath and try and tie it tie up with a game. Phenomenal yeah. place. Yeah, I'd be up for doing something like that again. Mm. No, I'm going to Japan, mate. So okay. I'll Speaking do of which, it it's this,
1: it's, uh, it's only in the next in the next week or so. Premiership fixtures will get unveiled, and all the domestic fixtures. We've got the European. We have got Champions European... Cup pools, which are tasty. Oh, I watch
2: this live. One of the so benefits of being on holiday with your family is uh, that you can watch the European pools being drawn live. Yeah,
1: and can I say the the integ- I, I just want to praise the integrity of Austin Healy at making sure nobody could possibly think that he was looking at the ball he was taking out. He, he, he looked away. He had a brilliant. He was brilliant. He looked right away. Yeah, and reached in. Uh, it was. It was. It was. Um,
2: Any pools which are particularly exciting for you? Well, they all are. They all are now.
1: Particularly, they all are because of the lack of the the Italian teams. There's no one... Yeah, that's a very good point. You don't have the Italian.
2: Your beloved Benetton, JB.
1: Um, Well,
2: (laughs) I'm very torn this year because um, there is one pool in particular which is very attractive. Very attractive. Ulster's pool. Nope.
1: It is the Saracen, the one with Leon. Leon
2: uh, oh, Leon is 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 an attractive pool yes but no not although
1: poor Carl Ferns who's coming back recovering from a knee injury currently and he's excited that he's going to be playing back on English soil again uh, was, was waiting to see the pool draw and he just happened to pick uh, Leon just happened to have got the three teams in the European Cup with synthetic pitches <laughs> <laughs> yeah so oh. oh three of the four they've got three out of the four in their pool Oof. So so, Carl Ferns' is in poor knee. Yeah, but Carl Ferns versus Billy Vanipola. I cannot wait for.
2: Yeah, only one winner. Uh, well,
3: hopefully, at least one of them will be fit by that stage. That's also a good point. So,
1: Paul one, Leinster wasps to lose Bath. Pretty tasty.
3: Well, Leinster clear yeah. clear favourites.
1: favourites. Uh, cast Exeter Munster Gloucester. And that's tidy. yeah. Very so Cast.
3: If they can perform half as well as they did in the final of the top fourteen to win it, yeah, uh, and then I think Exeter Munster will be a couple of really tasty games. Yeah, that uh, they, that's, that feels n- nicely balanced.
1: Exeter Munsters are uh, definitely ones to watch. Uh, Saracens Glasgow, Leon Cardiff,
3: which you'd say Saracens Saracens
1: are uh, be the favourites. Uh, Scarlets Racing, Leicester Ulster.
3: I'll be interested to see what Scarlets do against Racing. That'll mm. be a, a nice you've got to say are the favourites to,
2: to, to come out of that pool yeah quite quite comfortable Le- I'd say
1: Leicester and Rassing just seem to get each other yeah um, death taxes and Leicester getting Racing in the pool stages of the Champions Cup and Montpellier Newcastle Edinburgh Toulon
3: Toulon, Montpellier and Toulon uh, Edinburgh and Newcastle won't be especially happy with that but no. Montpellier and Toulon will be interesting
2: so you've still not mentioned the the best group.
1: I've mentioned all five. So you've mentioned the best,
2: the best group. The best group is actually not even in the Champions Cup in oh, the, come or in on. the Challenge Cup. Well, sh- it? it has got a sale <laughs> in it. How are these for away days? Oh, whoops! Um, for away days, right? They've got uh, Connacht, which is meant to be a brilliant place, brilliant place to visit. And for the more sophisticated among um, among us, what's going on here? <laughs> Bordeaux, Ooh. And Perpignan. Oh, yeah.
1: Yes! Perpignan's a two-hour drive from Barcelona. I agree. (laughs) If you're a sale fan, that is a fantastic set of away days, JB.
2: Oh, no, that is just a good, (laughs) solid pool. Uh, And also, Paddy Jackson is playing at sale, after all. Yeah. Oh, he is. With a Perpignan shirt on. (laughs) uh, (laughs) So there'll be some protesters when he steps foot on English soil. Who cares? Arrest them. Um, (laughs) So... In terms of let's not just talk about rugby because rugby's boring to a certain degree. Which is the best pool for away days?
1: If we could draw up a fantasy pool from Europe.
2: Well, no, no the actual real ones. Oh, the actual, the real, actual ones. real ones. For away days. Yeah, so it, I reckon t- you've got to have Toulouse in there. Well, the problem is, so Toulouse would almost be Toulouse would
3: almost be the perfect. You have got Leinster, Dublin. Yep. Toulouse, perfect. Bath, yes. Coventry.
1: Oh, uh, that lets it down, doesn't it? Sorry. I mean, good atmosphere. They do well.
3: But... Yeah, but I don't want a night out in Coventry. In Cov. If you could have replaced wasps with Benetton, we could now have gone Prosecco tasting in Benetton in Treviso.
1: From a pure, from a rugby purist point of view, the best three, the best grounds, the best pool with the best grounds to go to, um, the best atmosphere in the like rugby. Knowledgeable crowds, Exeter, Munster, Gloucester, and cast, and cast. is pretty good. Yeah, the floor's
3: not bad as well. Scarlet's wrestling in the new stadium, yeah. Leicester, Ulster.
1: How how about this for the worst group? Um, Claremont, I've never been been there. Is any good? It's meant to be incredible. The atmosphere. I, it's one place I really want to go. Uh, I've just lost it now. And the most Michelin star restaurants in any so in any city because it's <laughs> because where it's the Michelin, Michelin brothers are from.
2: We we so we exclude Claremont. But you've also got to go to Newport Gwent Dragons. Oh, right, okay. Uh, Rodney Parade yeah. to,
1: to, to the Marcel de Michelin. And
2: also Northampton, which, uh, not for me. And, and Timmy soros
1: Sara in uh, Romania. Now, it has been suggested, so let's bring this forward. Just not We don't have to make any decisions, let's talk about it. But we may well be so upset with Rugby Europe and their handling of the Tier 2 competition that we don't want to give them the attention until they sort put their house in order maybe so, so potentially a, a a a european weekend could potentially replace a tier 2 tour it could
3: interesting do. so we'd have to do it either probably december or january yeah. if we're going to do that or wait
2: until wait until the quarterfinals, but the problem with that is yeah, you can't make plans. Yeah, well, I do have an open invitation to the Pacific Nations Cup if anyone's interested. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but
1: so, I, I looked up Timisoara and it's it's the third biggest second, is uh, isn't it? It's the third biggest city in Romania, so I'm not sure it would uh, satisfy our. Uh, I mean, our, look, our first the, for our first four um, refreshments. Yeah, look, yeah. the
2: first biggest city in Romania was worth a visit once. Yeah. Um, yes. There was, I, there was not much of that city that was really worth a visit. Mojo's Bar uh, and the Spa. It was the, interesting. It, 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 it was interesting it was good to watch rugby. Personally, I feel very wedded to uh, to my second or third or fourth or fifth team, whichever they are, Spain. I, I'd, like, yeah. I'd like to well, go who's back. Who's even
1: going to be in that competition next year? We, we need to get to the bottom of all this as well.
2: There's also Portugal. Yeah, Portugal that's
1: not fair. Yeah. Well, are they going to be? Yeah. I, I think
3: Portugal... Well, they they were playing in Germany, weren't they? I was going to
1: say Germany are going to the World Cup. Maybe we should go and get, see what Germany. No, no, are Germany to. aren't. Oh no, they aren't. Russia are. Russia are.
2: Russia are. I don't want to go there.
1: I don't want to go there. Germany, I'd be up for. If Germany can qualify for the World Cup, they might deserve Ger- a visit. Germany,
2: maybe. Uh, Portugal. That that's that sounds like the one to me. They've, they've Portugal already, in March. They've already been to a World Cup. Um, it's a bit further south. It might be a bit warmer, and also they do cool things in in, in Portugal, like custard tarts and port. Mm. That's very cool. I, yeah,
3: I could
1: be. I Sherry? think we should, we should, we should, we should, options should be kept open at this point. Yes, because the European weekend would also be good. There'd be wall-to-wall rugby across the weekend.
3: What, when
1: are we going to do the sh- Sunday night? One live game becomes the focal point.
2: Hmm, that is quite good. At- Benetton. I'd be up Ooh, for a
3: trip to Benet- Benetton.
1: Benetton.
3: I would be up for a trip to, to Benetton. JV's beloved Benetton. This, this year, a
1: trip to Treviso could be it be a great little town. Yeah. yeah, and very, very easy to get to. Anyway, if you've got any thoughts on that, at Rugby Podcast, tweet <laughs> <Yeah>. us because <laughs> us arranging After all, it's 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 you we're going to be asking to come along and making it happen. So I don't really mind if
2: they come or not. <laughs> <laughs> interesting right well yeah. i think i think this this podcast is done and more importantly we've got love island in 10 minutes <laughs> yeah
1: Uh-oh. phil are you how do you, are you all right with the fact that jb and i have it was right can i just can i just point i this went out? away
2: i went away
3: for one week <laughs> and when i came back you two were doing a love island podcast i could have not, you watched love island uh i can honestly tell you i've not seen a single have you listened to our
2: podcast about love
3: island uh also no what? what? I've not watched any of it. I oh would, my goodness! Yeah, that's the whole point. Of it. You if need you, to watch Love listen, Island to every, listen how, to Love Island. We've podcast. converted
1: like Wing Commanders in the RAF to Love Island just on the basis of listening to the podcast.
2: <laughs> Titans of Industry listen to Love, Titan, Love Titans Island. Titans of
1: Industry and, and the men and, doctors, yeah, doctors, medical marvels and <laughs> medical military <laughs> military masterminds listen to our podcast and yeah. now watch Love Island. So, oh yes.
2: If anyone out there knows Sam Davis the Welsh uh, the Welsh and wants to get me in touch with him because he's a big Love Island fan too please do so because we want we want him on the Love Island podcast.
1: So yeah JB and I uh, so this it was it was while you were away and I was sat in the chair you're sat in Phil and we finished our podcast uh, and and then we were talking about Love Island like about how outrageous and terrible it was and JB <laughs> just went right and hit record and we just started chatting and that was it and it snowballed from there and and mate, it's this. This is now the second most popular podcast we do. Yeah, you were in,
2: you were... <laughs> featured in the Guardian, I believe. <laughs> Guardian. They clearly have no idea of what my background.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So at Rugby Podcast, you know where to find us: Twitter, Facebook, all the rest of it. And um, we'll see you next week. We will still be doing a podcast, despite the fact there is very little rugby to speak of actually happening but we'll We'll work it out though we'll find we'll find stuff to talk about and we'll keep you entertained with rugby over the summer let the boys play let the boys play colombia
0: planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus